A quick note about this podcast. Information is provided for educational purposes only and is not intended to include or constitute financial product advice. You should obtain independent advice from an Australian Financial Services licensee before making any investment decisions. Please refer to ASX's full disclaimer with respect to this podcast on the section of the ASX website titled The Ideas Exchange by ASX. Welcome to the May edition of ASX's Market Activity Podcast. My name is Graham O'Brien. Joining me again is Jacinta Schlosser, our resident investment products expert at ASX. Welcome, Jacinta. Thank you, Graham. Well, we experienced a better month for the market in April with more up days than down days. What was the overall market performance like? Well, as you say... We had more up days than down days, but it was only just. We had nine positive days versus eight negative days for the Australian market in April. The month started strong, whilst we all enjoyed a well-deserved Easter break, with six out of the first eight trading sessions finishing in the green. But late in the month, the market gave back some of its gains. Overall, the market in April was up 1.8%, opening at 7,178 points, finishing up 131 points at 7,309 points. Thank you, Graham. Now, we discussed interest rates last month, and with yesterday's news from the Reserve Bank of a return to interest rate hikes, what did it mean for the market, and was the increase expected? You're right. We discussed interest rates, didn't we? And the market's expectation that the next move for rates was actually going to be down. That's what we said last month. Well, a month is a long time for the markets. We're recording a little later this month. Um, We're actually doing this on Wednesday, the 3rd of May. And yesterday, the Reserve Bank of Australia decided to increase rates. They increased them by 25 basis points to 3.85%. The market was not expecting this increase. The Reserve Bank announces rates at 2.30pm. The S&P ASX 200 index immediately fell 55 points or three quarters of a percent off the back of this news. Unfortunately, getting us off to a slow start for May. But anyway, back to the April numbers. In March, nine out of 11 sectors finished up. A-REITs, our worst performing sector last month, was our best performing sector this month, up 5%. Telecommunications up 3.6%. Healthcare up 3.6%. Financials up 3.3%. The technology sector up 3.2%. Consumer discretionary up 2.7%. Small ordinaries up 2.6%. Consumer staples up 1.8%. And the energy sector up 1.5%. We did have two sectors that were down. The resources sector down 2.3% and the material sector down 2.6%. And the winners and losers for the month out of our top 300 companies. Firstly, the winners. Javois Global, last month's worst performer, up 54%. So not only did we have the top performing sector this month being last month's worst performer, actually we had a stock do exactly the same thing. Telex Pharmaceuticals up 53%. PointsBet up 51%. Megaport up 34%. And Blackmore's also up 34%, thanks to Kieran's $1.8 billion takeover bid. And the losers, Syra Resources down 39%. Arafura Rare Earths down 20%. Novanix down 19%. 
5E Advanced Materials down 19% and Silex Systems down 18%. Now over to investment products. Jacinta, can you give us a rundown of the March that was for investment products? Certainly, Graham. In March 2023, total assets under management of all ASX investment products decreased from $400.11 billion to $390.7 billion. Exchange traded products were up 1.9% from $136.2 billion to $138.79 billion. M funds were up 0.8% from $1.65 billion to $1.67 billion. However, the rest were down. So Licks and Lits were down 1.3%, down from $49.56 billion to $48.92 billion. A-REITs were down 6.8% from $146.3 billion to $136.45 billion. And infrastructure funds were down 2.1% from $66.35 billion to $64.94 billion. And anecdotally, Graham, 10 years ago, ASX had just 90 exchange-traded products with a combined value of $6.86 billion. And today there are 285 ETPs with a market cap of $138 billion. So ETP growth is significant in the investment product space. It's amazing that growth, isn't it? We're just seeing a huge amount of interest in both index products, but also some of the active funds that you've been mentioning of late that people are starting to put their own portfolio uh, niche, their own portfolio skills into some of those active ETFs as well. And I think that's where we've saw the tick up, the ability to bring those active ETFs to market, and it just continues to grow. Look, lastly, for my segment, I just want to touch on the uh, ETP flows and the asset classes. So for the month of February, we saw exchange traded products flow of $2.59 billion, and the asset class breakdown by percent to March is Australian equities, 29%, global equities, 48%, fixed income, 12%, and other, 11%. I also have an investment product summary. So we welcomed four new listed products to the ASX during April. Global X, USD, Corporate Bond, ETF, Currency Hedged under ticker USIG. So bonds are back. Global X also listed the Australian X Financials and Resources ETF under ticker OZXX. Aorus International Fund, Class B, Unhedged Managed Fund under ticker BOAR. Aorus International Fund, Class D, Hedged Managed Fund, under ticker DAOR. That's great to hear some new ETFs coming to market. And amazingly, we're going global with the options market as well. We just added some options over some ETPs. This week, listing options over IVV, which is the iShares S&P 500 ETF, NDQ, which is the BetaShares NASDAQ ETF and VGS, which is Vanguard Global Shares ETF, really bringing the world to the Australian market also for our options traders. I saw that, Graham, on LinkedIn, some of our posts from the ASX yesterday morning, was it? You had a bell ringing yeah, ceremony. Yeah, we had a little bell ringing Very ceremony nice. with a few of our brokers and market makers. It was a great morning. Yeah, always a good celebration. In other news, ASX Investor Day, it kicks off this month, doesn't it? So starting in Melbourne on Saturday the 13th of May, and then it heads to Brisbane and Sydney. You'll catch me running panel sessions in the morning and afternoon and I'm tackling the big questions, the macro environment, interest rates and inflation and stocks where investment managers are finding value. Now, listeners, we also have a very special ASX presenter this year. We will welcome you to the stage, Graham. Please tell the listeners about 
the session you'll be running at Investor Day? Not sure about a special guest, but at least everyone will be able to hear my dulcet tones. But uh, we'll be running a session, or I'll be running a session on technical analysis. So we'll look at the ins and outs of how people look at charts to help them in some of their trading decisions, but how we can implement some of those views by the use of options. And they actually allow us to be able to make profits in both rising, falling, and flat markets. So doesn't matter what the chart's telling us, we'll look at some options trades that we can actually implement off the back of those charts. Excellent. I look forward to your session. Registrations are open, so head to the investor section of our website and look for events. That's our update for April. On behalf of Graham and myself, we wish you all the best with your investments during May. Visit the ASX website, asx.com.au, and register for the next Investor Day, our premier education event, providing timely market insights and ideas from a range of industry experts.